Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. We are so glad that you are back with us. Wow, it's so great. And I consider it an honor to connect with you here in the online space. I know that I say that often, but I do genuinely mean that from my heart. Oh, it's just so wonderful. And I don't know how God does it. I don't know how technology like that works. I'm not the most tech savvy gal around. I don't really want to be, but um, how he just allows this podcast to go around the world and reach people, women in other countries that I quite possibly will never meet on this side of heaven. But for those of you that are joining us across the pond and in other countries and even here in the States. Welcome. We're so glad that you are here and you are tuning in on purpose. It's not a coincidence that you are here. Today we are talking about She Rises. Uh, If you don't know, you're new here to the podcast. I am the founder and creator of She Rises. I host an annual women's conference and that is coming up May 17th and the 18th. I have with me as a special guest today, one of the speakers for the She Rises conference in May, and you're just going to love hearing from her. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. She's going to share what's on her heart, what she feels God is saying to us as the body of Christ. And Mm -hmm. so without further ado, Karen, oh my goodness, it's so good to have you back on the show. I know that you have been a guest before and so many, so many women just felt so valued and seen by your contribution to the podcast. So tell us a little bit about you and where you are joining us from today. I am Karen Lundberg, and I just recently became an ordained pastor with our Church on the Rock down here, a non-denominational church in Lubbock, Texas, that we moved here three and a half years ago, my husband and I, and I have also been affiliated with Assemblies of God and been a licensed pastor through them, and God gave me a ministry time to ignite ministry because I love to get people on fire for Jesus, and especially women. I am drawn to women's ministry, and Susan is my wonderful mentor and friend and kingdom sister, and I just feel blessed beyond measure that I've been taught by the best, I believe, and I am so excited to be a partner with She Rises, and um, I do have a husband that we've been married 41 and a half years and six children. 10 grandbabies and two in heaven now, but we are just blessed beyond measure, but we are loving. It's a sunny 70 some degree day in Lubbock, Texas today, but I know in Minnesota, you are being very warm and wonderful too at the end of January. So that's just a quick story about me, but yeah, I'd rather talk about Jesus than Karen. So let's go. <laughs> oh, well, uh, we definitely want to hear more about time to ignite because I I love that God gave you that ministry, and I love your heartbeat for that ministry. I really do believe that your heart beats in tandem with the Lord's in just 
the mission behind Time to Ignite. So I want to make sure that we take a few minutes before we end this conversation to share your heart about Time to Ignite so that ladies, if you haven't already, you can connect with Karen in the online space uh, and her ministry, Time to Ignite, because I'll tell you, one of the many things that I admire and love about Karen is she is so committed and so faithful to filling your social media feed with the word of God. Her social media feed is one of the most positive feeds out there. And I'm not just saying that to make her feel good. It really, truly, I purposely, true confessions, Karen, I don't even know if I've ever told you this, but there are times where I purposely will just go to your page and do like a little scroll because it's encouraging to me because it's so filled with the word of God. I mean, it is just the word, the word, the word, the word. So man, uh, you will want to connect with her so that you can also have that encouragement. Wow. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, you are going to be a part of She Rises in May. I have had the honor of serving alongside you in other events. uh, And it's been so great. You are such an effective communicator. And uh, we're going to get to all of that here in just a few minutes. But I want to talk a little bit about the temperature of the world right now. And we understand that there are things in the world that are happening, and it seems to be at an accelerated rate. I always say faith isn't denying reality. You know, we don't put our heads in the sand and pretend life is a bed of tulips. But how, how can we How can we live above those things? Because I think that there's a difference between God wanting us to be aware of things, not and but not be alarmed, you know. But how how can we be women who just live above the noise? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think first of all, I have to think of the scripture in where it tells that in Philippians 2 9, that Jesus is the name above all names. So already we know that Jesus is above everything. And so if I keep looking at a level below, at an earthly level, I am going to miss it big time because Jesus is the source that is above everything. So I try to remember that scripture. It's short. It's easy. Jesus is the name above all other names. So disasters, just anything that's going on in the world is a name that's below Jesus and he's above it all. So I am just excited to know that I get to live and rule with a God who's already in control of everything. I also think of like Deuteronomy 28, 13. It says, we are the head, not the tail, always on top, never at the bottom. Now I came from a family that had three older brothers who we would watch all-star wrestling because my dad loved it. And so for some reason, being the youngest and the only girl, they thought it would be fun to wrestle Karen and show me all the moves that the wrestlers did. Now, I was never on the top, but always the bottom. And that was tormenting. It was not fun to have the claw put on me and the half smelly Nelson and all those moves. No. And so I remember that and think, Lord, I don't want to be at the bottom. I shouldn't be at the bottom. You just told me in Deuteronomy that we're the head, not the tail. We are at the top, not the bottom. And so I always want to think, what position am I in, God? When the world looks horrible, I got to set my mind on you and the things above. And I really, a long time ago, even in high school, before I gave my life to Christ, for some reason, Colossians 3, even when I went to church and 
that just so stuck out to me. And I love the Passion Version, but even verse one, three, verse one, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. That is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yeah, feast on all the treasures of heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Wow. So, I mean, just right there are just even just a few things. And the scriptures are full of those promises of we got to keep our eyes looked up. Because if we start looking at the world, I tell you, it does not take us long to lose our joy, our peace, our confidence, anything. Fear and doubt will rise up very suddenly because we're looking at how can we control this and it's nothing that we can control. So I just really, really thought those are some powerful scriptures that I love to hold on to and think about. We, we got a God who's in control. And I think the temperature of the world, it would look very cold. But last night... Uh, I have a granddaughter here from Minnesota who's 14 and she had never seen Jesus revolution. So we said, let's watch it. Let's watch it again. And for the fifth or sixth time, my husband and I, but I mean, when I watched that times were not good. And I bet everybody in the 1960s thought the end is coming tomorrow. Like it has to come soon. Those who believed in Jesus had to think there's no hope. We got war everywhere and the hippie. I mean, this is awful. Drugs were so bad and prevalent and disunity. And and I just watched it again. And I was so filled with hope again. Like, you know, there were people who looked up and said, God, you're still in control. You're still moving. You haven't stopped moving, even though the world looks horrible right now. And like millions, it started, young people were flocking and people were getting saved. And I mean, that's the hope we, we just hold on to. And that's the same God. He He's still pursuing people. He's still loving people. And we're we're not giving up. I, I just believe when God said in Acts that he's going to pour out his spirit in the last days. Okay, well, they thought those were the last days. We People have thought these are the last days for a long time. But they could very well be the last days because we have all the signs in Matthew. But we still have a God who says, I will pour out my spirit in a mighty way. There's a fire that's still here. I see the church that we attend, it has four campuses. Every one of them are overflowing capacity. They have people every week. We are putting people in overflow rooms at both services. It's just like God's not done. God's not dead. God's not given up. And though the world will tell you it's not good, I have a different God who says, I'm victorious and it's it's good. So, Wow. And so with that, I feel like we could say, thank you for tuning in. I'll catch you next week. <laughs> I mean, that was, it was so powerful. And I think that for any of us that, that have been feeling just this doomsday and the heaviness of the world and, and just really struggling that, that right there, everything that you just said in the last, whatever, two or three minutes really helps us if we allow it to refocus. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to go back to what you said right away. You said that Jesus's name is above everything. What is that passage of scripture that says that his name is above all names and at his name, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. 
when you said that, I there was something that just rose up on the inside of me. And so I'm going to follow this prompting that we need to be reminded Jesus, Jesus is above disease. Jesus's mm-hmm. name is greater than COVID. Jesus's name is greater than RSV. Jesus's name is greater than wars and rumors of wars and dysfunction and, you know, all of the things that are going on in the world. He is above it all. And so I'm really just reinforcing everything that you just said. But when when you said that, that was just really what just quickened me that, yes, these things are are horrible. I mean, I, I have family members that have that have suffered from from these things, these pandemics, and it's been horrible for them. And I'm not denying that. But I just think that, like you said, it's remembering he's greater. He's still seated on the throne. He's not in heaven wringing his hands, you know, trying to figure out what he's going to do and how he's going to fix everything. We serve a God who is unshakable. Um, we serve mm-hmm. we serve a kingdom that is mm-hmm. unshakable. Uh, I love that man. <laughs> so so powerful. All right. So I want to ask you personally how you stay informed as a communicator. I mean, we we understand we're not having a steady diet of the mainstream media, but just staying informed. Um, you know, so you can engage in conversation and and you know connect with people, but live above the noise. Like on our TV, we never watch world news ever. I don't watch talk shows, so I don't get to hear about all those things. I have enough feeds that scroll through my phone on a day, like I see a topic and I have to clear out my YouTube. So once in a while, I look at it. So I kind of know a little bit about what's going on in the world. And I have enough people and friends, Christian friends that we'll talk about some things and pray about. So I'm aware of things going on in our city that we need to pray about and other things in the nations and praying for Israel and things like that. So I keep close with that way, but I really, I don't like to focus on worldly news because half the time, I don't know if it's even truth or not truth either. Come on. So I really, I do spend more time putting things like you said on my Facebook and finding a, a scripture or something that, or somebody else posts. I love Susie Larson. She's powerful. I really share Susie. Susan's things. I just love to stay above it by not dwelling on it. I have to focus on others and I get around other people. If I know there's needs, if there are uh, people suffering and sickness, then we pray and we, I find my prayer friends and we pray. I get into the word when I can and try to do that. And I work full time, 40 hours a week and go to other things a lot. So it's very noisy and it's busy and stuff, but I really do try every morning to just focus. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and just talk to God and pray and try to hear him because I'll miss it otherwise. And so I just think I have to separate myself at times and I'm such a talker and not a good listener a lot of the time. So I'm really working on that's the word he's helping me like, listen to me. I need to pause and just have quiet times and Try to hear what what are you saying, God? What what's the truth, and what do I need to focus on here? So mm. that's kind of how I I get out of the noise. But mm. it it is very difficult. I'm not lying. The world is so busy. It's just yeah. beyond anything. Even when I raised six children and had three jobs, I 
I felt like I had more time with God and, and I don't, you know, it's just crazy busy, even as an empty nester. But mm-hmm. when you have those moments and God doesn't require hours and hours, but just opening up my heart to him when I do have an opportunity and say, God, wait, <laughs> this isn't feeling good. This is like, you're trying to tell me something. I've lost my peace. I've lost my joy. What's the noise I'm listening to? That's not truth and help me get back. Yeah. Oh, that's, we're going to come back to that because I I think that that is a really important point that when we start to feel discouraged and just the heaviness of stuff, we do need to apply the brakes and, you know, trace that back. And because where is that coming from? We know it's not from the Lord. And could it quite possibly be that it's because we're overly consuming such negativity and heaviness. And so, which leads me right into my next question. We know the Bible tells us that we're, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. You know, in other words, we're just passing through here. We know that our citizenship is in heaven. (laughs) Um, That is really our home, Mm -hmm. but how can we be women of faith who live in this world, but the world doesn't live in us? Because I think yeah, that those are I, two different things. Okay, I know. I just have found that being a woman of faith, I it's so easy for me to get sidetracked sometimes and like, oh my gosh, look at, I could go shopping for hours instead, or I could, you know, that'd be wonderful and get so missing things that I have to just constantly. And I, the Holy Spirit is so very good at letting me know the truth of like, okay, now maybe this is becoming a bit too much. And okay, let's look in your closet. You have 50 pairs of shoes now, I think. We're good. We're good, Karen. Let's not do that every day. So I really know that what I have to do to not get taken into the world is just, again, keep keep open to God and saying, please show me. Holy Spirit, if I'm missing it somewhere, would you do your job of correcting me? Because you're very good at it and you'll do it and you'll help me get through what I'm making as a false idol or where I'm missing it or what I'm doing. But Holy Spirit is crucial. I need need to remember to say, please help me. Because when I do, you know, I mean, as, as the longer you walk with the Lord, you begin to know those little nudges that are like, <clears throat> something's not right here. And then you get to notice like, that's the Holy Spirit. He's helping me. He's on my side. He doesn't want me to become like the world. And he's, he's going to help me do that. So just keeping focused and open to hearing and knowing the Holy Spirit, which comes with time and with walking with him. But honestly, even in my earliest years, he was with me, teaching me and, and helping me know those things. But I also know that in order not to get so into the world, I got to every morning be dressed in the armor of God. Like I cannot get up and think I'm not going to make it. So Ephesians 6 is so, so, so powerful and that I need to be fully dressed. I really need to put on my my shield of faith, my breastplate of righteousness, the gospel shoes of peace. I need to be ready to go out in the world and walk out there with God's peace and show people who Jesus is and be his feet walking out among the people. I need to be ready with the helmet of salvation, like knowing, okay, God's got my head covered. My mind is his, I'm saved. And the other people need to experience that. The belt of truth is so powerful. I need to put that belt on 
and know that the sword of spirit, I'm carrying the word of God with me in my heart and saying, God, help it. Help me to live by this word and to let others see that word living in me, you know. So uh, those are just a couple of things that really help me. So it all comes down to the spirit and being fully dressed and ready to go with the armor of God and being close to him. Okay, so I'm so glad that you that you shared about the armor of God, because you know what that tells me is that we have not been left as powerless people. That we don't have to, we don't have to just roll over and take whatever the world is serving up. And we don't have to, you know, become, become victims to the world, but we, we've been given things to help us to be strong, faith-filled women that, that are on a mission. And we can, we can continue to step forward in the things that God has called us to do. And just to be reminded that, he has not left us powerless. And, and yet, would you also say it's a choice though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the more we, we grow closer to him and the more we get surrounded by people, the more we feed our spirit person, we're going to rise up in those truths. The Holy Spirit will like bring to us those things. Like I told you, I've equipped you for everything. You are ready, equipped. You have my power. You are going to go forth and we don't have to crumble to the things of this world. We are not to live by the flesh. We are spirit people and we are filled with his spirit and we've got the power. We've got it. And when you read all the book of Acts and you see where those disciples started from and where they ended up and where they continued to go after Jesus left and like, what are we going to do? Jesus is gone. Like what? And here comes the Holy Spirit upon them. And yes, they suffered. And yet they prevailed over Satan. The gospel message, the love of Christ went through nation after nation. Thousands and thousands came to know him, even in the midst of suffering, in the midst of trials. And yet these faithful servants of God were so equipped. God gave them everything they needed. And just, oh, it's just so powerful. And to think he's the same God. He's the same God for Peter and Paul and James and John and all of them as he is for Susan and Karen and all of you listening there. He's the same God. And he's going to give us the same power so that we do not fail because that's never been his desire. That's not even a word that God, I don't find God was never a failure. And he'll never call us failures. He that's not the kind of God he is. He calls us victorious. Yeah. He calls us mighty warriors. He calls us all those things. So yeah, we can Amen. do this. Amen. Amen. And so much of what you're saying is just really speaking to my heart that we need to we need to remember who we are. We have been positioned in Christ. We are overcomers. This is an identity thing, you know, uh, you know, to your point earlier, we are the head and not the tail uh, mm -hmm. and that we don't have to be, you know, rolled over by all the things in the world. And, and I think that if I can be honest, I, I think that over the last for sure four years, because of all the things that have happened um, in the last four years, I, I feel like like there's been fear that has rested on the body of Christ. Um, we've haven't 
you know, we've kind of stepped down instead of stepping up. We kind of, some of us move to the sideline instead of the front line and, um, you know, and just different things. And, and I really hear the Lord saying, remember who you are, remember the position and the authority that I have given to you. Mm -hmm. And man, I think that when we really begin to lean into that, I think that we're going to see us like really taking the charge and, Mm -hmm. and we are to be the leaders. We are to be taking the charge here and on the front lines. That's how God leads us. That's how he sees us. Oh, all right. So I think that, you know, when, when I talk about, you know, what, what do you hear? So my question to you, what do you hear the Lord saying in this hour to his church? I feel like Karen, this is, this is just right in your lane because I feel like it meshes really well with your ministry time to ignite. What, Mm -hmm. what do you feel like the Lord is speaking right now in this hour? Yep. Well, when you put the title of your uh, women's conference, rise or eyes and shine, and he's always, that's, that's the word that never leaves me. I am passionate about it is time to rise up church, wake up. We are not defeated foes. We need to rise up. We need to stand up. We need to stand firm and we need to go. And uh, I just believe that God is so ready to pour out his spirit, but who, who will say, yeah, me, God, pour it out on me because I want it and I need it and I rely on it. And I want the world to see something different that we have this hope that is not going to give up. We have this power that is never ending. And I just constantly hear, rise up, my church, rise up. Would you please wake up? I have not defeated. And I am looking for people in Second Chronicles, I think 16, 9, where it says the Lord's eyes are searching to and fro, like looking for a people. Who? Who will stand up for me? Like, who's going to do this? And I believe so many women right now and so many youth people are and men are rising up i see it i mean lubbock is just oozing with people on fire and i'm so blessed with that but i i see it's all over we saw it in the campuses last year going all over the u.s where students are hungry people are searching again and i i believe with all my heart that there is a mighty move of god that's coming a mighty power. And I just think like Ephesians 3.20 in the Passion, I was reading that again. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you wow he will do more than we think his mighty power i'm so tired of not letting his mighty power prevail like i don't know i just like god please let us do this again let us see it let's just pour out your anointing pour out your spirit and may we be a people who say yes god we believe we believe Mm. in the mighty power of god so yeah the word is rise up (laughs) it's time it's time to ignite. It's time to get fired up for Jesus again and stop the woe is me and letting the enemy stomp us down. I'm like, there's a fire that's burning and he's ready. So let's go. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, we already have, wouldn't you say within us because of, because of what Jesus has already provided for us, we already have everything we need within mm -hmm. us to live victorious, overcoming lives. Everything. Yep. Man. There is not one thing we would ever have to lack. Not one thing. And yet, no, well, that's why we need to spur each other on. That's why we get together. That's why we feed each other and say, come on. Yeah. Don't, don't be a lone wolf because you won't make it out there. We, yeah. You will not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, An army isn't made up of just one person. So when we talk no. about the army of the Lord, that's multiple people. That's you and me and everyone listening, the, the capital C church. <laughs> this year at She Rises, we're focusing on here again is just this continued theme of rising up, knowing that the glory of God is upon us for such a time as this. Karen already alluded to that scripture verse, Isaiah chapter 60 and verse one. He has called us his warrior bride. There again, that's an identity thing. That is how he sees you, ladies. That is who he has created you to be. And you might not, you know, when you look in the mirror, you might not think of yourself. You might not see yourself as a warrior bride, but make no mistake, that is how the Lord sees you. What does that mean to you, Karen? And how can women lean into that? Man, I I think so many of us are like Gideon when the angel came to him and said, oh, valiant warrior. And he's like, Ooh, who are you talking to? Like me? No, no, no. I'm hiding in the cave. Remember? <laughs> not me, not me. And yet God was like, no, no. I know who my warriors are and he's put his spirit in us. And so to me, I mean, a warrior, just think of it. They, they're like experienced soldiers that just show courage, aggressiveness, bravery, and strength and honor. They, they fight the good fight. They will defend what they're going after. And I just think for me, it's like, this is a good fight. Like we're on the right side. We're, we're fighting a good battle for God, because we want lost souls to come to the truth and know Jesus. And so we're not out to destroy people. We're out to destroy powers and principalities. And so we get to be part of this army. Like the church is the bride. That's us. And God is like, I've prepared the bride. You're pure and spotless in my eyes. But guess what? I don't need just a beautiful bride. I need a warrior bride. I love that combination because it doesn't sound like, like, who going into a wedding looks like a warrior, you know, <laughs> like yeah. we're dressed in white. We're that spotless looking pure and that kind of a bride. And yet the truth is God made us to be warriors. We are not to sit back and let the powers and principalities, Satan rule this earth. No, no, no. We are to fight. And God is looking for his church and saying, that's who I equip you to be. You are a warrior. You on your own, no, you cannot do it, but you've got the Holy Spirit in you. You've got Christ in you. you. You've got everything. You've got the authority and I will give you everything you need. So for me, I just think what a powerful combination, warrior, bride, like mm -hmm. if we would just grab a hold of it that and say, that's who I am. Stand in the mirror in the morning and say, God, today I'm your warrior bride. Hallelujah. You have chosen me to come against the darkness. Because I love in that scripture where we with our theme of Isaiah 60, verse 1. And that's where I really 
when I asked the Lord for the name for my ministry, like what's the, that was the verse of the year for me, the year he gave me time to ignite and kept telling me arise, shine for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen. But verse two, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness, the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you. Like what a powerful thing. God's like, I'm not, you're going to light up the world. You're going to do, make a difference. And you are my warrior, just like Gideon found out. As weak as he was, God said, oh, no, 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 no. I'll show you who you really are. The world told you this. You thought this is who you are. But let me give you a new identity and let me tell you, this is my name for you. And I just want all you women to know this is your name, is warrior. And you are God's bride. You are his chosen, beloved, one that he's coming back for. But Wow, those two combinations are unbelievably powerful. Mm. And what a joy to mm -hmm. know that that's what he's calling us to be. And that's what he's equipping us to be. And that's who we get to be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. So Karen, I just want to ask you to share your thoughts and directly speak to the woman listening today who is hearing us say, this is how God sees you. This is your identity. You know, these types of things that we're talking about. And she's just really struggling with believing that that is applicable to her because of this, that, or the other thing, whatever, you know, she would feel like maybe is keeping her from believing that. How do we push past those thoughts and those feelings to, to receive that as truth for us. Speak to that woman. I just want you to just come to the loving father. Sometimes like I wake up in the night and I can't sleep and lies and the enemy is bombarding me with that. Those same things. Like we all do it. Like if you think Susan and I are because we're speakers or pastors, like, oh my gosh, you're just victorious all the time and you don't go through this. I want you to know we go through the exact same thing. We go through it all the time. And I just, sometimes I come out in my recliner, even last night was one of those nights where the enemy was telling me things. And I came out and I just said, God, I'm going to sit with you and I'm going to listen to your voice. And I don't know how I'm going to hear that sometimes, but all of a sudden this absolute love fills my heart. And then I start remembering and the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance where he's been faithful. And then sometimes when the enemy then brings back a memory of like, ooh, I don't think God was faithful there. Or remember when somebody called you that or this is what you are. Then I say, God, show me again. Holy Spirit, let me see. So I want you to know that come after God. Go after him and say, God, keep showing me who I am. Because he's going to keep coming back to us. But God is great and his love for you is so mighty. And last night, even when I did that, I, I began to pray for salvation for unsaved loved ones or co-workers and things. And he just shows me the love. And I cry and I weep because he loves you so much. There's not a one of you that Jesus didn't die for. There's not a sin that Jesus didn't take. And the pain and the heartbreak, there's not a tear that he hasn't collected in a bottle like it talks about in Psalms. He hears, he sees, 
And if you've gone through pain, I'm sorry, but there's healing. There's a new corner. There's a newness of life. There is joy. There is peace. There is things that God longs to bring you, but he longs to bring you to truth. And you have got to keep pressing in and saying, God, I need truth and I need to hear it. And I need, I need to know and press in, press into the heart of the father and cry out as much as you need to cry out. I don't care what he hears. And if you're angry, cry out in anger because God can take that. And he can take that anger and he can help touch it and he can help heal it. And he can help repair the broken wounds. If you're angry and bitter, give him the bitterness and unforgiveness and say, God, I don't want this. And ask him to fill you with all the things he can. And you're going to see transformation take place. It won't be overnight, but you'll start feeling his peace. You'll fight finding his love is so real and you're going to be strengthened and you're going to be empowered and you're going to know you will become a warrior. Warriors aren't built overnight. You look at the soldiers in a war. They don't, they go through basic training. I mean, they cannot just get sent like, okay, here you go. Just go fight. And they don't teach them. They prepare them. And God is preparing each one of us. I think of David, whose heart was after God, the man after God's own heart, and he was a shepherd boy. He was watching sheep. Now, you wouldn't think that would require a warrior, but oh yeah, there were lions, there were bears, there were things out to get his sheep that he had to protect, and, and God used him. He prepared himself with psalms and learning scriptures and spending time with God all the time, and God equipped him and made him a warrior, and he was able to take on the giant. Because he knew, he knew God. He had spent time with him. And that's the way you're going to get to know him. And you're like, I don't hear God. Well, most of us don't a lot of time. It's not an audible voice. But in your heart, there begins a work that he starts. So just continue to press on, my friends. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He's not going to fail you. He's not going to leave you. He's with you forever. And he will bring you through this journey. And guess what? He's raising up warriors. And you, my friend, are one of them. Mm. You are. <laughs> so good. Oh, so good. So impactful. I don't know who needed to hear that, but uh, maybe even more than uh, maybe multiple of you, but that wasn't in our notes. <laughs> We're just following the leadership of the Holy Spirit here. And that was just impressed upon our hearts. And so take that as God seeing you and knowing um, and doing what he does so well, so perfectly. He speaks to the heart what he knows the heart needs to hear. So as we're wrapping up here, I've mentioned that you have been a part of She Rises in the past, which has been so fun and so impactful. Uh, I don't know if, if you are aware or not, but I still have women who reach out to me from those events that you've been with me uh, and just share about how impactful God used you to impact their lives. Uh, so I, I'm just so honored to have you back with us uh, in May. But what has been the impact on your life and why would you encourage women to set aside this weekend in May to join us? You know, I think just recently, even we had a big women's event here that I could not go to Friday because I had family here from Minnesota. But 
I heard different women like, well, I don't like to be around all those other women. And I, I don't know. And I think, have you ever been to an event? <laughs> because once you've been to them, I tell you what, you will not only find new friends, but you will encounter the spirit of God just so personally. That That's what impacts me so much. Like every event I come to of Susan's, I know that it's been prayed up. I know Susan has prayed and fasted. And I know others have joined along with that because the spirit of God needs to be there. And that's our biggest longing is that hearts get touched, that women get freed from things that just really strengthen them in their journey. And for me, I, I come there weak sometimes and I just find myself so strengthened. I find I get fed so much truth from the word of God. The worship is always so amazing and just so uplifting and just draws us into the presence of God. I find altar prayer times are so impactful and you can just come as you are. Like I, I don't have to come like, oh man, I got it all together because I don't. And, and when I've come to your events, I just, I have found that the spirit of God has found some place and said, here's a place I can touch you mm. and speak to me and help me and encourages me. I mean, the food, the fun, the fellowship, it's all great, but mainly it's because the spirit of God is so present at every one of your events. And you're just going to come out encouraged. If you come out, if you come in weary, I think you're going to be so strengthened. I, I know I have, I just, I never leave the same as when I came in and I've always known like, God, you took me to another level. And I believe that's what everybody can encounter. If they'll come to a, she rises, you're going to, you're going to enter a new level and you're going to see a new part of you that God wanted to expose and give you access him in a greater degree. So I, I love She Rises. I love your conferences and man, I just can't wait. Mm. <laughs> May can't come soon enough. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And I, I think that, you know, I've never been one to just have something on the calendar just to say, Oh, look at me. You know, I'm killing it for the kingdom over here. You know, I, cause I'm not, I, I'm just not about that. I, I want to do something that is going to bear fruit in people's lives for the glory of God. I want, mm -hmm. I want to host the presence of the Lord, the spirit of God. Well, uh, and so I, everything that you just shared, I feel like captures my heart so for me to hear that is, is a blessing to me. Um, but real quick here before we, before we uh, end our time, I think that so much of what we're, we've been talking about really echoes your ministry, Time to Ignite. And so I, I think that when women come in May, they might be coming to She Rises, of course, but I feel like they're also going to hear time to ignite. I also feel like they're going to hear what God has downloaded to you and the heartbeat behind time to ignite. And so I just want to give you, you know, a couple of minutes to share your heart about time to ignite. 
Yeah, I, I think I talked about it quite a bit earlier that my, my passion has always been, I don't know, ever since I got saved, I am an evangelist that's through and through. I care about souls and I love people. And sometimes it almost hurts too much because I, I love them so much. And I just, I cannot stand to see people hurting and lost, battling in addictions, battling in things that they feel helpless over. And I just believe that God is giving us opportunity to always love others and reach out to others and share the love of Christ with. And so for me, every day that I can post a scripture, every day that I can put a song that goes with the scripture on my stories, I'm like, God, I mean, just even recently, someone I never even get, I've ever had a response to that they like my scripture or anything. And yet they were desperate and said, I'm about to lose it. I don't have any hope left and sent me a personal message. Would you pray for me? And I'm like, God, I didn't even know this person. I know they're on my friend list, but I would have never dreamed they were going to do that. I had another response on Spouses Day from someone who gave me a special thing about you and your husband are so inspiring to us. We love you so much. And I was like, what? Like, you're watching us? You're seeing what we do or what? But we have such an opportunity to present Christ to a lost and dying world that is in darkness. And yet God is saying, snatch him out. Come on, I'll show you. I'll show you how to do this. And so if I can ignite anything in anyone to believe how much God loves them and to know beyond a shadow of a doubt, they are saved by the blood of the lamb, that they can know they're going to heaven and whatever happens on this earth is just temporary. And we got our sight on heaven. And if I can ignite somebody's faith to say, yeah, maybe God can use me. Maybe. Because he can. I mean, that's the truth. You're not here by an accident. And it is such a time as this that you get to come and join us and hear us get built up, get surrounded by kingdom sisters. That's kind of our new word. Like, come, come join us. Because I want there to be a fire of God in every person. And I believe God's igniting it right now. There's you'll just listen just just trust him he's going to take you higher places than you ever imagined he's going to show you his plan for your life he's going to encourage you he'll be the strength when you are weak he'll be the peace giver the joy giver but mainly you'll get to know his love and that's what you're going to get surrounded with at time to ignite and she rises that's that's what we want you to know is the love of christ because it will move mountains for you. It will do things you never imagined and it will change you. And that's our desire. So come get ignited. Mm. Oh, so, so beautiful. And at the same time, so powerful. And ladies, I told you from the get-go that you were going to love this conversation and just really getting to hear Karen's heart. I I think that I speak for the listening community, but for sure I can speak for myself that, I mean, just listening to you and I know you, I've known you for several years. I know your heart. I know what you're about. I know what you're passionate about. I know what God has called you to and the gifts that are lying on the inside of you. And yet every time I hear 
your, you share your heart, I can feel the palpable presence of the Lord and his love just washes over me. Uh, and so you, I mean, it's like, it just oozes out of you. And so ladies, this is what you're going to continue to receive. And you're going to continue to hear not only this year at She Rises, but if you connect with her in the online space, I know it's the online space, but I tell you, if you friend request her or you choose to follow her, uh, look in the show notes and click those links. Um, there's a time to ignite Facebook link. And then there's also uh, her personal Facebook link is in there as well. Follow both of those and you will hear more of this and you will feel even more of the palpable presence of the Lord through social media, which I don't know, social media needs more of that. And so I'm just so grateful for your continued witness on, on those platforms. Thank you so much for joining us this week and speaking life uh, and truth, hope, and helping us to remember that Jesus is above it all. He's yeah. above it all. He's got everything under control. We always need that reminder, especially now. Ladies, thank you so much for tuning in again this week. We can't wait to see you in May. Make sure that you, you're checking out the link in the show notes. It's going to take you to my website, um, sherisesmn.org. All of the details are on that website on the 2024 events tab. Everything is right there at your fingertips. But when you come in May, uh, I think I speak for Karen. We want to meet you. Please, please find your brave and step out and introduce yourself to us because we already love you. We already want to give you a warm embrace and we just, we just want to love on you. So come up and meet us and we just want to hug on your neck. So anyway, have a great rest of your week and I will catch you right back here next time. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.